0: Welcome to episode 26 of A Fighting Chance. I'm Jared. We got Sal, as, of course, as always. And uh, we're really excited. We got Steven Ocho Peterson. What's going on, man? We're really excited to have you.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Man, I've been watching you guys' as a show a little bit. You had some of the teammates on here, so
0: I figured I'd jump on and, and see what the buzz <laughs> is about. Well, that that really means, that means a lot, first of all. Thank you. Um, yeah, Sal's had a... Uh, a good amount of luck with uh, the Fortis guys. Fortis is a, you know, it's been one of our favorite gyms for, for a long time. We've been, every time uh, every time uh, Safe is in the corner of a fight, I'm just always like, ah, damn, I should have put money on that fight. Because you just know that you're getting the best coaching from that corner. Yeah, no and doubt so, about it, man.
1: He's been, he's been at the top of the, the game the whole time. And, uh, yeah, he's grown a lot with the sport. What's up, buddy? And he's the man. This is uh, my son, Keeson.
0: what's up what's up hey how's it going how you doing thanks for bringing me this. um
2: i took out the trash for you
1: too oh thank you and i uh picked up the trash cans thanks buddy Ah,
0: he's a good kid yeah i was just gonna say it sounds like you got a great son (laughs) yeah
1: trash so uh awesome so yeah uh i've been with say for shoot about eight nine years and uh yeah, he's an incredible coach. Uh, the, the journey's been, been wild, and I can't wait for the next chapter.
0: Yeah, it sounds like uh, the last few years have really just been a roller coaster of, you know, highs and lows for, for everybody at your gym. I mean, even just, a, you know, with the, the Ryan Spann fight last, uh, what was that, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that seemed pretty heavy. Um, I'm excited and very happy for, for that fight to be uh, rescheduled, or that, that it did get rescheduled, because... It just seemed like, uh, you know, it, it happens too much at the Apex where the fights just get, like the main card gets called off mm-hmm. a few hours before it's about to happen. You don't hear about that happening as much at, at arena events, and I don't know why that is. It's like almost like the curse of the Apex in a way.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe there's some conspiracy there. Uh, we don't like fighting at the Apex. Is I mean, my opinion, I don't, I don't like fighting at the Apex. I'd rather fight in an arena and have a crowd, but... Uh, maybe some guys would rather fight with less people. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe there's, some, there's something to that.
0: Well, you've definitely been doing this a long time, and I'm excited that you uh, get to be at the arena in San Antonio. That's going to be an amazing card, and we're excited that you get to be a part of it, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's been too long since I've been in there, so uh, yeah, i got to get back in there and just dive in.
0: Hey, man, you got one of the most like viral knockouts, which is really cool. I was when I was doing like a little bit of checking, checking you out on YouTube. I was like, damn, this thing's got like 24 million clicks on it on that spinning back fist.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, man. That That's was,
0: pretty wild.
1: That that was a that was a good week. Good. Uh, <laughs> Me- Mexico City was was wild. I, I had a great time. I almost died and uh, I got shook down by the cops. And uh, oh, wow. I made it back. So I made it back oh, uh, no. with my bag. So uh, what happened? A lot, a lot of shit, man. Fucking. <laughs> uh, well, it started with uh, you know I went out there a week before the USC went out there, so I got a BMP out there. We kind of yeah. uh, just adventured around, and uh, I went on a hike on this uh, this mountain called Pico de Abuela and mm-hmm. we started at uh, like. Like two three in the afternoon and they they were like no you shouldn't start you should start at like nine in the morning and we were like no like we're we're here now we're gonna make it so we went oh, wow. uh took that hike on the way back home or on the way back down uh basically uh phones died it was dark it started raining couldn't see anything you just hear uh like gunshots do- dogs in the <laughs> in the distance and like, what the hell is i'm in mexico city right it's a third world country so uh yeah we were, we didn't know if we were gonna get kidnapped but we had this uh this mexican dude showing us the way and i couldn't speak like hardly any spanish so we trusted this guy and yeah uh, luckily he, he uh took us to safety he took us down to where we can get a cab and make it back to our uh our b b so that was one thing that happened but uh
0: <laughs> well that's a pretty big deal yeah
1: yeah, yeah right um uh, it was kind of crazy the whole experience with the ufc they had like a whole uh caravan of police cars uh and motorcycles shutting off each uh each intersection as we came through on the bus when we went to the arena and then uh after that knockout i i had, like uh planned it out i planned out my post victory speech and uh they were all booing me, and then I hit the cheer, or I hit my, my speech, and then they, they erupted in cheers, and it was like, all right, so I'm going to make it out of here, and then were.
0: I uh, didn't hear the speech. What did you say?
1: Say said, hola, mi amo ocho, mi numero ocho, gracias, mexicanos, viva México! And it yeah, worked exactly go. as i as I envisioned it and it was uh, that's awesome yeah it was incredible so, man just the whole the whole experience I, I i planned on knocking them out in the second round i planned on uh, you know kind of like measuring them in the first and then started throwing heat and knocking them out in the second and it just happened I didn't expect it to happen with the spinning back fist but that's something that i've been doing my whole career it's just uh, when you're able to line it up like that it's picture perfect and it' uh, yeah. have been a better moment.
0: Uh, Steven, I can't see, but I just had my buddy uh, before we started this podcast. He was describing to me the knockout like it was in slow motion on the TV in, uh, in my house. And it, you wouldn't have been able to like predict something like that because like the way like you missed the jab and then he goes for the spinning. My buddy literally described it like it was like two like it was like two people spinning at the same time like twisters. Yeah. So
1: I landed it, it just, the jab it, as he spun. Uh-huh. I landed it and it was like. Oh shit! Moment where I was like yeah. right in the line, but I parried <laughs> yeah. his uh, his spinning back fist. So that looks. That's why it looks like it comes around with the elbow. And I parried it, and then I'd done it a million times. I've been in that position a million times. So I just looked over my shoulder, and it was it was uh, it was right there in front of me. So I just unleashed it.
0: Wow! I mean, to be able to to get a move like that happen in, in that like a blink of an eye like that is is amazing to be able to just you know pull the trigger on something like that is is very impressive
1: yeah a lot of people like to throw with reckless abandon but I, i've kind of like mm-hmm. gotten my uh my flow state uh settled in there so I, I feel like a lot of things happen in slow motion when you're in that moment
0: well well both sal and myself have never been in moments like that so it's really <laughs> cool to hear you tell i don't
1: them. recommend it it's crazy
0: no but i i <laughs> yeah, no, it's it sounds amazing, but um, I I definitely can relate to like the flow state. Uh, I play music, so like I, I can relate to when you're playing like a perfect set in a and playing a concert with your band, like that flow state where you're just not even thinking, and it's just the songs that you've rehearsed time after time are just coming out of you. So I understand that, but yeah. I can't I can't relate to it in a this guy is literally trying to knock my head off state and be like I'm just flowing right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. You gotta do that's it for amazing. a while
1: before you get to that, uh, you know, level of comfortability in there.
0: And you've been, yeah, you've I've been like, doing it for like 15 years, right?
1: Yeah, 15 years in the game. Damn,
0: yeah. Sorry, Sal, what were you saying?
3: No, just, I, I sparred uh, Muay Thai for a little bit, mm. and so I like it wasn't long enough for me to kind of get into a flow state, but it's uh, just even doing it and then hearing you describing how you're so cerebral in there is kind of crazy because for me, it feels like it's just a lot. Like you gotta, you gotta watch what they're doing. You got, try not to get, hit. you gotta hit them and like watch your car. Do it. It's just so much to manage while getting punched in the head. Is so yeah, tons of respect for getting in there. And I yeah, I get it. in a
0: flow state with, I get in a flow state with heavy bags and walls. So that's about <laughs> all I can relate to. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and how do you enjoy uh coaching? Cause I know you've got like the amateur, uh, program at Fortis also.
1: It's fulfilling, man. Um, especially when uh, you can help somebody succeed it's uh you know just like fighting a lot of highs a lot of lows uh some people you can't help cuz they can't help themselves and then uh that's you know really difficult it's difficult when you know watching guys train their ass off give it everything and then uh you know go in there and, and not knock the win and then uh it's extremely war- rewarding watching guys Go through all that and then get their hand raised, uh, especially after after you know having having tough moments and then coming back. Right. Uh, yeah, that's like the name of the game. It's just overcoming adversity and, uh, and and helping these guys through the process.
0: Just never quitting. Just persevere, man. That's all. You, that's all you can do, right?
1: Yeah, and then you get lucky every once in a while, and you get like a really great athlete that's a really great student as well, and it's like, man, I you can go as far as you want to go. And those guys are <laughs> generally too smart to uh, to get into fighting.
0: Yeah, I think about that often. It's like the best fighters probably would never fight. Like, think about, it's like, you. I don't know, it's, if, think about the amount of talent that we're, just, yeah. we're probably just never going to get to see in the octagon.
1: <laughs> if you can, uh, you know, make a comfortable living doing something else, you know, as far mm-hmm. as how, how hard you got to work for this and then it's like, chance and uh you know there's other sports that, that pay significantly more money uh so it wouldn't make sense for those athletes to come into mma and then they would also have to go back to the drawing board and learn and all that stuff so uh if you're s- super athletic getting to fighting's kind of like it's a toss-up and then you'll find somebody like me that's just gonna you know take that ass kicking and then and then <laughs> catch you you know, catch you after you make a mistake. So, uh, yeah, it's it's unpredictable. It's a crazy sport. So, uh, you know, you get you got to get it while you can, and you got to get your money and uh, and make the most of it.
0: What got you started,
1: man? Street fighting. I really had no no direction when I was young. I got into a lot of fights. I grew up in Los Angeles, so got in a lot of fights out there. When I moved to Texas. Got picked on because I wasn't from here and uh, got in a lot of fights because of that. So it was just like a way of life for me. And I fought for respect, so I always wanted to get respected. And when somebody would talk shit and get hit, it was just my my thing. It's like, okay, and then they're going to respect me after that. Even if I win or lose, they're going to have respect for me because I didn't go out like no punk.
0: How old were you uh, when you moved to Texas from Los Angeles?
1: I was 15 years old when I moved to, to uh, McKinney, Texas. Okay. So I joined the football team. Yeah. And uh, some the varsity kids were picking on me. And uh called me Ocho. So I was wearing number eight. And they were, like, pummeling me into the ground, like, Ocho, 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 like after every play. So I got up and I started swinging on them. And they be like, oh, this kid Ocho thinks he could fight. So then... <laughs> As the school year went on, everybody knew me as Ocho. Damn.
0: And you had already and you already been fighting at that point in the streets of Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, I'd been fighting before I moved to McKinney, so it was like all these all these preppy white boys think that they could uh talk shit and push me around and nothing's gonna happen. And I just uh I led with my fists. I had a really short fuse, you would say, but I mean, what was I gonna what was I supposed to do? You know, everybody's ganging up on me. Um, I'm going to start swinging.
0: And what was like the deciding factor to go like hone the skill and get some techniques?
1: Yeah. So I started this uh, backyard fight club called Friday Night Fights. And it was because nice. I was tired of getting in, suspended and in trouble at school. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At the time, my parents were going through a divorce. So I was able to kind of get away with what I wanted to do at my mom's house so mm-hmm. i could have all my friends over and we would just have like 30 people in the backyard doing like you know big circle we're a bunch of high school kids there's like you know young adults come in with 40s and stuff just hanging out in the backyard yeah. smoking we'd be in the circle just calling people out and throwing down and there was this one kid he uh he knew some jujitsu so he would wrap up his legs catch me into triangle and he'd elbow me in the top of the head and they'd stop it. And I'd be bleeding in all over the place. And I'd be like, "Like, what are you doing with your legs? Like, what is this and that? So then I went and trained with him. 30 days later, I had my first amateur fight and fell in love with the sport.
0: That's an awesome 30 story.
1: <laughs> yeah, 30 days later, man. It was, it, times were different. Now guys crammed you yeah. <laughs> like 10 years before they even have a fight. So I learned all my shit right. on the fly.
0: <laughs> Steven my friends and I would That's do awesome. that at my we, we would do that same thing at my parents house we would get wasted and get into fu- like have like a, a little fight club in high school at my parents house <laughs> but the only difference was we had boxing gloves and headgears we weren't really uh <laughs> we weren't putting down elbows and <laughs> bleeding like the <laughs> way you just described
1: yeah we had we had like no holds barred it was like I mean yeah that sounds lucky nobody died <laughs>
0: We, I mean, we definitely had some knockouts, even with the headgear on, like because you'd be so hammered, and then just like laying, landing haymaker after haymaker on like your best buddy, and next thing you know, you're just like on the ground, and like walking out to the backyard carrying trash bags, and like you can barely even walk at that point. It's, that was my high school, so I, I can almost relate, just minus the the head, the no holds, no holds bar part. <laughs> um, the part of my laptop,
2: like whenever I opened it. You can't even close it. You have to like, you have to press it down, and it's it has to like click in there.
1: Can I check it out after this interview.
2: Yeah,
1: how long more? I don't know. We're, we're on this interview. So Keyson's into to gaming. You want to shout out your, uh, your yeah, what, your,
0: your, what game you play? Yeah, go for it.
1: Check out a crazy kid named Keisan. He's got his own YouTube channel where uh trying to learn how to awesome. edit and do some stuff like that, so he can that's awesome. that and check out his Roblox account. He's got. He's making, uh, what, skins
3: and
2: stuff.
3: What, Shirts. Oh, What's, snap. My little brother oh, plays Roblox.
2: P-E-R-T-S-O-M-N-M.
1: Why don't you put that on your, make Make a video on
0: your YouTube, and then people would be able to check it out. How old are you, Keeson?
2: 11.
0: Wow. You're an impressive 11-year-old. Keep it up. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, he's super impressive. He's been with me the whole journey, and uh, ever since... Shoot, he was born. He's been coming with me to the gym, and now he finally gets to go with me for a UFC fight week. So we're really excited.
3: Oh, is it first fight?
1: Uh, no. He's been watching me fight, but uh, never got to go experience the the whole UFC fight week. He's going down there with me for the whole the whole week to kind of that's awesome. You know, get the get the inside scoop of,
0: of what it's all about.
3: That's exciting. You know, uh, I saw um, an article about an interview you did saying that uh, you never want to fight in Texas again. Uh, what was the decision to, to come back? Man, I
1: ate my words, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Shit.
3: So, Not to call you out or yeah, anything. Li- no,
0: leave it to no. Sal to be the investigator to yeah, find out. I was <laughs>
1: really heard about that decision. I was like, you know, I didn't see how it could possibly go his way. And uh, mm-hmm. there was uh, a lot of controversy about – who was judging the fight like some chick that was judging the fight had only judged like two other fights before that and then like who does she know type deal and i was like really uh upset about it because you know that's fucking 20 grand out of my out yeah, my yeah. bank and then that's an l on my record and all this shit now i've got to go to mexico and fight this dude so mm. it was like yeah i, I was upset but when you put me on the show for a year, I'm gonna be like, I'll fight wherever the hell you tell me to fight, coach. <laughs> so that's where I was at. I was like, I'm just, I'm just happy to get back in there, uh, especially with uh, COVID and all the everything shutting down, all that jazz. So I'm just happy yeah. to, you know, be back at work and go in there and show my shit. And everybody in Texas is gonna be supporting me. So uh, especially being off for a year, the crowd's gonna be all ocho.
0: Absolutely, I uh, if I was there I would be screaming Ocho as well. So you yeah, can no imagine that it's going to be just like that. What are are you uh, into watching fights when you're not fighting? Like, are you looking forward to the Jon Jones card this weekend? Or
1: I'm going to be there. Um, oh, cool! I got a teammate Jeff Neal. He's going to take out oh, okay. Shaft Cat,
0: dude. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. I there's fight. so many ridiculous fights on this card, and that is one of the top ones for sure.
1: Yeah, man. So You're going uh, to be there with Jeff. I'm, I'm not going to be there with Jeff, but I'm going to be there watching. Uh, I feel like it's important to one, go support your teammates and two just, uh, surround myself with the sport, be around it all the time. Um, the following week I'm going out there as well to, uh, to corner Austin lingo fighting on the, the apex guard, the the fight night. So, uh, cool. Just engulfing myself in the, in the sport. Yeah. And, uh, Really, when when I get in there, it's like it's like another fucking day. It's uh, it's where I belong. Right. Uh, it's, it's not something where I, I you know yeah, it's a big deal because it's my moment, right? But I'm in the moment when I'm in there. I'm not th- thinking. I'm just doing. I, I find that flow state really uh, uh, quickly, and you know, I just I just enjoy getting uh, to perform and uh, you know try to make moments last a lifetime.
0: That's beautiful. I mean, well it's it's an interesting thing to say because like, you know, people think about it like you haven't been in there for a year, but you're literally immersed in it every single weekend that it's not like you've been away or anything like that. You're you're literally doing the weeks, the fight weeks basically every week is what you're describing. Yeah. One way through or my another.
1: students, through my students, right. through my teammates. Uh yeah, I'm I'm also promoting. So uh nice yeah it's i'm engulfed in the sport it's uh yeah i do all sides and i just enjoy being being in the in this uh in this vicinity like to be able to do mma for a living coach promote fight all that i mean what more could i ask for
0: i think it's going to be a big year for you with uh a lot of big wins in your future for this for this year. So,
1: yeah, inside and out, um, the, outside of the cage, I expect to have a lot of big wins this year. Uh, yeah, awesome. through my production company, we got. A lot I was, of-
0: uh, I was getting fired up, dude. Your uh, your production company is uh, called Ocho. I was oh. checking out your out your YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, it's called Ocho TV. Um, nice. We're uh, releasing our documentary uh, May twenty seventh, May twenty eighth. We got a. Uh, a huge event that we're throwing Memorial weekend fight festival in Grand Prairie. So really looking forward to, uh, unveiling the details behind that. But, uh, the, the documentary is going to be, uh, more of like a, a black tie, uh, VIP event. And, uh, we're hoping to pitch that to networks and then, uh, maybe get ESPN, USC fight pass, uh, you know, some of these other, uh, apps involved. And, uh, kind of be able to share our uh showcase our
0: our documentary do you enjoy I, that oh, sorry what were you saying
3: so well, if it's in i was gonna say how did you kind of get into that the whole i guess creative production world
1: yeah i really do enjoy it i enjoy uh being able to help share people's stories and uh you know i'm all about the greater good and uh inspiring and, and bring people up so it's like uh everybody's got a story right we all got a story for sure so uh kind of being able to draw those parallels between the different stories and uh and just show people that are in a in a low place like hey you ain't the only one like there, there's a lot of people that have been through this shit and and uh and ended up on top and everybody's like you know everybody's got tons of excuses like nobody understands but uh just wait till you uh, are able to see other people's story when when you watch and you see what people have gone through and how they come on, uh, overcome it. Uh, I think it's beautiful.
0: That really is. Um, I mean, that's really what drew me to fighting and in, in general and martial arts. Well, mixed martial arts is something that is definitely new to me in the past few years of getting into the UFC. I grew up doing a little bit of jujitsu after I lost my eyesight at eleven, and then I got into kickboxing like about five years ago. But um, getting into like the UFC and being a fan was really it, it happened because of getting drawn into fighter stories, because um, it's different than other uh, sports and other athletes, the way that they put themselves out there. Like you can you know, you can watch a media day of like a, a UFC fight week and learn so much about a fighter that you, you, you really can fall in love with somebody in their story. And it's it's very different because like I, I'm somebody like like I said, I lost my eyesight when I was 11. I've had, like you know, I've had my my share of my own story. And it's like you, you learn through struggle and you learn through pain and perseverance and all of that. And it's just one of those things that that's what connected me with the sport is it's an individual thing where you're literally hearing one person's story of how they got, you know, through something because it's, it's all about their journey. And, and it's not about you know, the highs, it's about, you know, what happens when, you know, you, you take a loss. It's like, that's, that's, the you know, the, the getting, the getting up the next day after a loss and getting to your next fight and going in there with confidence is it's, there's such a message there. Yeah. You know, like, uh,
1: like the fans, yeah. if you're just watching the fight, you don't give a fuck about the fighter. Like you don't know, yeah. you see him get knocked out. You see something get broken. You, you don't right. even, you're not even aware of what they're going through the, the following week or months or, right. you know, lifetime of, of ailments. Uh, you're just aware of, of watching the entertainment being there. But when it, you're able to engage with that specific fighter and you're like, I know their story, you actually care. Then you're invested. Then you give energy to the event. And then uh, I think it, it, it'll help the fans engage with the fighters. It'll help build the energy and the atmosphere of, of the sport and uh you know, just, uh, just fuel the sport.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it's, especially in the, in a world that's so like about mental health and, and everybody, you know, being there for each other. I think there's nothing that can make that more obvious than, than a fighter who's going through something, fighting for something. And then also having to be kind of, you know, feeling, you know, a loss, feeling alone, feeling like, you know, nobody gives a shit about them because it's like, yeah, the you know, pers- you're being,
1: the personal journeys, uh, why for sure we it's, fight there's a there's a we each have a story on why we fight and a lot of those stories are similar some of them are, are much different but there's there's a uh a, a reason why we're fighting and that's kind of uh that's the most important thing like not just the journey like it, not just uh, one specific thing that you went through but the, the journey of like what is your purpose for fighting why do i continue to to put myself in the uh you know, in harm's way when uh like what what does it do for me? And uh that's kinda kind of the kind of, uh, the purpose of this is to kind of give a uh give a reason to to why we uh put ourselves through this, to why why we torture ourselves.
0: For sure. And and even if if you take like a percentage of the fans that are just there to be you know, let's watch people throw down and watch people bleed there's still a percentage of the fans that are emotionally connected to exactly what you just said. And it's like connecting with that person makes it all worth it. Like, of course, like it's, it's entertainment, it's sport, it's all those things, but it's also just the most primal thing in life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's a pure sport without a doubt.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's what every sport wants to be.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But they don't have the balls to do it.
0: No, they have balls that they're kicking and throwing in the net. <laughs> exactly. <instead. laughs> yeah,
1: and much respect to you. Um, Jiu-Jitsu is a perfect, the perfect outlet because you know, oh, you roll totally. with your eyes closed. That's how I learned how to, how to how to roll in the first place. Is like quit trying to look For at sure. stuff. Just it's all feel.
0: Yeah. No, I grew up as an ice hockey player, and then I lost my sight when I was eleven, and I found music shortly after that, which mm. basically saved my life because I started like all of my hockey teammates were, which, which were my, like my best friends became, you know, I, I kind of turned it into music bands and music friends like that. And which was really major for me as like an outlet and creatively. Yeah. Um, but, but I needed to always have something that was aggressive and aggression and getting it out there in a physical way. Cause you know, you're, I mean, we all, we're all born athletes and once you lose that, it's, it's really hard to get it back. And I don't know. I went through many years of not caring at all and not being athletic. Like when I was, you know, going through my own depression and, uh, but it honestly, man, it took my, my dad passed away when I was 25 and that's what like reignited my, uh, whole, uh, fire for just sports and working out every day and got back into like kickboxing. And it's, it, I mean, I, I can't go a day without being in the gym. So I always feel, I'm, I feel like I'm in like a lifelong training camp and in, in a way, just yeah. not the, just not throwing down with anybody in an octagon because I don't know. What would the odds be against a blind fighter? I'd probably be like a plus 20,000. Yeah,
1: I don't think they would allow that. But. I, I don't know.
0: I don't think so either because I'm trying to make it happen at some point. Let's time. get it
3: booked. But, I mean, hey, a super fight. I mean, it's definitely – There the
0: you boom. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Stephen, it's really been wonderful talking to you. I I, I feel like we got to let you go to help your uh, help your amazing son, Keeson, with his yeah, laptop. Yeah, real quick, yeah.
1: Uh, remind me when I when I finalize my documentary, I want to send you a audio file so you can kind of listen to it. I think uh, we yeah, got yeah. some we got some musicians in there as well, some all different types. It's uh, I think you'll like. Awesome,
0: it. You know, I really appreciate that, Stephen. That's really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to check sure, it out.
1: For sure, for sure.
0: And thanks for thank you so much for coming on. You're you're an awesome person, and we're really excited about your fight in San Antonio and just your whole career. You're you're a, you're a motivating guy and definitely an inspiration to a lot of young people coming up. So yeah, I appreciate it, man.
1: Appreciate the, the kind words. I appreciate y'all's time, and uh, look forward to getting this dub on March 25th. Awesome.
0: Yeah, we're looking Let's forward to it. it too.
2: Let's do it. Let's
1: do awesome. this shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell tell Keeson we said awesome, and we'll check his channel out too.
1: It hey, word, yeah. Sure. Crazy kid named Keeson. check him out.
0: Crazy kid Got named
3: you. Keeson.
1: Yeah, Have a good one. All right, let. How uh, the fuck
2: did you shut this thing down?
3: What a guy, bada bing, bada boom. That what was a great gu- one, dude. He was such was a great one, one huh? Dude, yeah. I, re- I, really enjoyed that. That's a top ten guy right there, dude. What a guy.
0: I, I'm a big fan of Steven Peterson.
3: Yeah, dude. I've been telling you, man.
0: Don't, no, don't do this. Don't do, don't do this to me. You know, me.
3: guys, when I, when I hit Jared up, I was like, hey, we got Steven Peterson. He's like, you know, honestly, I don't really care. I don't even want to show up. <laughs> no, I had no. to, like, convince Jared to come on today. I
0: mean, Dude, that's not Steven. What if is going Steven, on Steven, if you're here. listening to this, Sal, <laughs> Sal's not even funny. Even when he's trying Whoa. to be funny, he's not funny. He's one this of is what you get for
3: last week, bro. You dude, try to say that I was an Aaron Blanchfield hater, so it's revenge.
0: Right now, you're being a Saul. How about that? <laughs>
3: no, dude. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do you're,
0: that. You're not even being a Salvador. You're being a Saul. Wow. <laughs> it. But
3: yeah, dude,
0: that, that, was, that was awesome. Oh, man. He's a... he. You know, in the words of Ariel Helwani, he's a mensch. Mm. <laughs> uh. that, that's Yiddish, for um. if you don't know that. He's
3: a good guy. I do, I do, I do.
0: He's a class act. Good guy. He's a mensch. And uh, we'll check out his documentary for sure. Dude, we'll check out his son's channel. Yeah. Crazy kid named Keeson. Crazy
3: kid named Keeson, yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I like that name, Keeson Peterson. That is cool. I
3: yeah. haven't heard that name before, Keeson. It's definitely oh. different. Excuse me. Um... Dude, yeah. that was.
0: I, I'm just on a high right now from that. It's hard to come down, but I guess we have to because we're professional.
3: I guess we'll just get into this like bum card this weekend or whatever. Jesus, if Christ. we have
0: to, we if we have I've, to. I've been making this pretty known that I'm not going to be able to watch the John Jones card because I'm I'm not a real fan. I'm going to be at yeah. my best friend's wedding. I'm a I'm like I'm the best man in a wedding this weekend. Here, so, I
3: got you. We'll prolong it a little bit. We'll talk about other stuff for.
0: That's a cool, but I I do want you to know. Come Saturday night, I'm actually turning my phone off for 24 hours. And I'm going to watch the entire card on Sunday.
3: This is like an all-time... If you pull this off, (laughs) if you genuinely don't hear anything about the card... I won't
0: hear a thing. I'm not going to hear a thing. I'm literally going to turn my phone off. I'm going to have already made my bets. And I'm just going in. You should, like,
3: just by chance, if anybody follows the UFC at his wedding... Like, and, and they're like They come up to you And tell you what happened You shouldn't make it Like an announcement Like if I they, am not
0: yeah, It'll be my entire speech I'm giving a speech yeah. on Friday
3: It's like Whatever you're married Do not spoil UFC 285 for me Dude
0: if somebody comes up to me And tells me about Like anything that happened I'll just yeah. knock them out
3: Yeah They're like Oh John Jones just got knocked out Via <laughs> spinning back fist uh, Against Zero Gain.
0: That's not gonna happen
3: We're not even gonna talk about that yet bro
0: all right, Let's what not are we even talking get about? To that. What are we talking
3: about? We're talking about Chris Curtis is very mad that Raul Rosas is over him on the card this weekend. Not this weekend. I'm so stupid. <laughs> the uh <laughs> Wait, is it this weekend? I'm so confused. No. What are you talking about? Sorry, <laughs> UFC 287 in Miami. That's what it was. <laughs> Chris He's Curtis fighting Ke- Chris He's fighting He's fighting Ga- card? Yeah, he's fighting Kelvin Gastelum, so a big fight, right? Uh huh. And he's saying, "How is this kid as has one win in the UFC? He's not ranked. He hasn't like beat anybody notable yet. He just has like a little bit of hype. Mm-hmm. Why is he get the main card spot over me, who's finished a bunch of guys, put on very exciting fights, uh, and is fighting another like you know, uh, n- real name in the sport, who's done a lot for the sport as well?" What do you Who, think about that? Who's Raul Rosa's fighting on that card? Exactly. No, I'm, I'm asking. Exactly. <laughs> what? Does if it mattered, you would know. I that's didn't even know saying.
0: Chris Curtis was on the card. That's not fair. Because you're not
3: a real fan.
0: No, I know that Gilbert's on the card. I know that Jorge's on the card. I know that... Yeah, but Izzy that's like, like the Ale- main fights. Izzy and Alex is on the card. I know that Chris Barnett and Chase Sherman are on the card cuz we Well, it doesn't
3: count, bro. Dude, doesn't sorry, mean. I haven't
0: checked out the card yet. What is that in 3 months? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Christian Rodriguez, that? he's fighting.
0: Oh, yeah, I knew that. C-Rod. C-Rod's fighting. No, I am he, Dude, he's fighting, fighting Raul Rosas. Dude, yeah. I knew I knew that actually. David <laughs> told me that. David told me that the other day. So, dude, I mean, I, I really like Christian Rodriguez. That's who knocked out Frankie Edgar. I know,
3: but do you agree? Dude, that's a legit fight, but over Chris Curtis, with like they're both almost top ten guys. What do you mean? What they both are? They both are top ten guys. No, they're not. They're technically top ten guys.
0: What's Christian Rodriguez ranked? Oh, you're talking about them? No, they're not. Dude, no. He literally just knocked out Frankie Edgar. He did knock out
3: Frankie Edgar. Okay, so that's Chris Gutierrez. You're thinking that's different. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> this is christian rodriguez all right
0: i'm i'm still yeah, on that uh, high from Stephen steven Peterson.
3: <laughs> <laughs> blame it on that dude damn, no the, he, dude. he's Who's fighting christian
0: rodriguez named...
3: exactly no disrespect but i mean it's not like damn i was thinking Chris. i was thinking chris gutierrez no. just on name status alone the fact that kelvin is not being put on the main card is wild to me well i mean he hasn't
0: had a good last seven fights
3: I mean, but it's not like he's been a pushover in those last seven fights either. I mean, he's fighting, like, the top of the top and giving them hard fights.
0: Who's the main card?
3: For that whole card? Yeah. There's the two that you mentioned. Rob uh-huh. Font versus Adrian Yanez. Kevin uh-huh. Holland. Santiago Ponzinibbio. Wow. Raul Rochas. And then Christian Rodriguez. That's the main card.
0: <laughs> and wait, is Chris uh, Curtis headlining the prelims? Yeah. Dude, they, but they say that's a bigger deal sometimes. Yeah, but like, because like pay-per-view. that's what's convincing, a- but that's what's convincing the people, like, oh, we got to buy the pay
3: per view. Yeah, but you don't get the coverage. Who cares about pay per view? It's not going to like, it doesn't matter. It's do the that- coverage. Think about it. Uh-huh. Every time there's like these big cards, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're on the main card and you pull something off, you have a great fight. That's going to get pushed way more than if you're on the prelims. No one's really, like, if you're not a, at even, least f- if you're trying to grow your name to, to push out to the, you know, the bigger audience.
0: Even if you're headlining the prelims?
3: Even if you're headlining the prelims, bro. All right, man. I love Chris I just Curtis. think, Wait. I love Chris Curtis. That's what I'm saying. Like, if no, you no, want to no. give that, oh, let's give him a push. Put Raul Russis on the headlining prelim. Okay. And then you put Chris Curtis on the main card. I love He's worked Chris enough Curtis. to get put on the main
0: card. I love Chris Curtis. I'm going to tell you right now. Even when Chris Curtis was getting his ass kicked by uh, Phil Hawes, and then he knocked, his, knocked him out in that second round, I believe, I believe. I was so stoked for Chris Curtis. I was, like, literally, he's one of the people who made me the happiest in the last year. Yeah. As far as getting, like, his shot, because you just you hear from Sean Strickland just how good this guy's been, and, you know, he's, got, he's getting his chance.
3: I mean, he has 39 fights. But... <laughs> like, it's not. It's not a bum, but oh god!
0: I just have to say something. <sighs> he would be on the main card, one thousand percent, if he had done a little better against Jack. Against
3: I, <laughs> <laughs> I, little... I just saw that. I just saw that. Yeah, that's fair. A little, a little better, but look at how he starched Joaquin Buckley. No, dude, I get it. Like, and look, I, he just beat he beat Brendan Allen. That's aging very well right now. Yeah. I mean like But the
0: card was already made before last weekend.
3: I just I don't know. I disagree Did, with it. I think when you're that far into your career and you've done that much for the I, sport, at least you can get a main card spot.
0: I want at you least. to know. I want you to know. The kid will have opportunities. I put my entire betting account on Chris Curtis against Jack Hermanson.
3: Yeah, me too. I didn't bet, but I really thought he was going to win that. <laughs> I did. I figuratively put all my money I on I did. This game. I had 18 cents left <sighs> that day. Dude, that I I, I, uh, I bet, not bet, but I did a verdict tournament again uh-huh. um, to like, because I was like, maybe let me try it again. And then I just went so bad. I'm just not 10 leg,
0: You made a 10 leg parlay for me and you lost in the first fight.
3: Yeah, but then I got every other pick right almost. I love the almost I went on like a nice little streak there Most of the card I think the yeah. last fight was the only one
0: Yeah, you should try to get Brendan Allen on the show Because you totally picked him
3: I think I can actually I think I have a connection to Brendan Allen All right. Try to get him on um, But yeah, I thought that was pretty significant
0: <laughs> David um, David hit a parlay last weekend What did he hit? hit? It was like seven fights Or something uh-huh. And he won like forty two dollars. Oh, and I was like, "Dude, let it ride after the fights were over." <laughs> and he's like, "What would you put it on?" And uh-huh. the Spurs were playing the Jazz, <gasps> no. and they were up by and like, they won. They were up by like eighteen points. The Spurs yeah. were, and they were still the underdog. So I was like, "Dude, put it on their spread because you could still take them to lose by four points."
3: Uh
0: huh. Um. They lost by eighteen points.
3: Really? I thought they won that game. No. <laughs> uh, I mean it's the Spurs.
0: I know, but they were doing so well. And dude, what's up with not that this is a basketball show, but why do so many basketball teams like the underdog, they'll be crushing it and then they just fall apart in the third quarter?
3: It's the, I don't I guess it's going to halftime. Like Maybe <laughs> something happens at half, they get relaxed, like, oh, we got a little lead, and then yeah. the other team comes out hungry. I, I'm a Celtics fan, so that's like, they're not the underdog, but that's every game. We're right. up by like 20 a half, and then we're somehow in a close game for the next two quarters. It's I don't understand it at all. It's they frustrating sh- to watch. They had a
0: pretty good game against the Knicks on Monday.
3: Yeah, they killed it. <laughs> they crushed it. I hate that.
0: All right, but, I guess it's time. Let's talk about John Jones.
3: <sighs> well, I mean... Well, I was gonna segue because we were talking about uh,
0: oh bets, bets. oh yeah, oh I mean, oh dude, segue away. I think
3: it's I think it's time for
0: blind dog bets.
3: This is our new segment called uh, blind dog bets, where Mister Jared Hara gives his his uh his picks for the week.
0: Hey, I'm Jared from Blind Dog Bets. Uh, <laughs> you want uh, some picks of the week from a guy who can't see? All right. Um, yeah, let's uh, you know, throw your hard earned cash on uh, some money. On us <laughs> on some money. No, throw your money on a bet that that I that I'm gonna tell you to take. Right. Jalen Turner's money line against Gamrot. This weekend. He's an underdog, which is pretty crazy. I know he was up against uh Dan Hooker, heavy favorite. Yeah. But I'm uh I'm gonna ride the Jalen Turner train until it ends. And I think this is a pretty cool time to take him. Once again as an underdog, it's been a long time, so yeah, take Jalen Turner this weekend
3: what is he what is he Sal what is his uh money line uh Jalen Turner is a plus yeah. one seventy five against Matej Gemrock there we go plus yeah. one seventy five Jalen Turner put
0: five bucks on it you'll you'll make like seven dollars and fifty cents quick math pretty, <laughs> pretty good payout there <laughs> quick um, yeah, other than that this weekend um you could take Jamie Pickett against Bo Nickel. <laughs> All right.
3: <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Now, Let's dude, honestly,
0: you know what? Whatever. Take John Jones. He's also an underdog. I know Sal doesn't oh. agree with that one, but he's an John underdog. John is the underdog? Yeah. Take him
3: No, as he's a underdog. favorite, dude. No, he's not. He's on minus 165. John Jones? Why would John Jones be the underdog? Dude, he is the underdog. No way.
0: Yeah. He's, he's never lost he? before. But he's never fought at heavy, heavyweight. Yeah, but he's never lost, ever. Dude, what are his odds? Not on DraftKings. Are, <laughs> draft
3: draft, are you actually looking DraftKings? Are you actually looking at DraftKings?
0: No way. Yeah.
3: I'm really? 100% looking. He's my, maybe the line moved? No, dude, I heard from... Well, they lied. Who's out here?
0: All right, whatever. Take Jeff Neal. Plus 400. <laughs> How about that? That's a nice one. I like that pick. I think I think if
3: anybody could do it, it's Jeff Neal.
0: Dude, Jeff Neal should not be a plus four hundred against Shoffcott. Shoffcott, amazing sixteen and zero. But you know what? Sprinkle a little on Jeff Neal. Why not?
3: I mean, or not because then when he if he does win, that's even nicer. Wait, you wait know what I mean? Wait, what do you You're mean? Saying like, Kelsey? it's even nicer if he wins as a bigger underdog. You're saying like if, make him more of a favorite.
0: What do you What do you mean? Make who a favorite? Jeff Neal. What were you saying? I'm saying sprinkle some on Jeff Neal's money line.
3: Oh, okay. I thought Put you were saying, little... like, they should shift the line for Jeff Neal to be the favorite.
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying oh, it, it's, cr- it's crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's that heavy of an underdog. Like, Jeff yeah. Neal's been tearing it up. He shouldn't be a plus 400 against uh, anybody. Yeah, but, right. yeah, take Jeff Neal. And then, um... All right, so... Yeah, so I'm... I'm th- you're saying John Jones isn't the underdog? Why was I hearing that all week? I haven't made any John Jones bets yet, but I'm also guess... blind,
3: so don't trust me. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you for Dude. this. was our segment. This was the. Uh, I'm trying to cue it now. Blind dog bets. <laughs> and that was our segment there. Um, Jeez. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I have a couple more points if you want to go over those or would you just go over the car. Oh,
0: whatever. What do you, whatever you want. I'm still I'm still just flying on on high from Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: have you seen Chael going after John Jones?
0: No. He, I saw some of that, but I didn't I didn't click on it yet.
3: He put out a tweet um saying that he watched the last two embedded and that mm-hmm. John was in the pool doing like pool workouts in the last two uh <laughs> and he's like that means he has weak knees. And that his ligaments and joints are bad. And that he's going <laughs> to lose because his joints and ligaments are bad. And that's a Chael P. assessment right there.
0: Dude, pool workouts are great. Have you ever heard of Laird Hamilton?
3: Uh, that sounds familiar. Dude, he does, a, these Ham-
0: ama- he does these amazing pool workouts like with 100-pound weights that he'll be swimming across it to the other end of the pool. You can do some really intense workouts in a pool. Chael.
3: Right. Well, he was saying that you do pool workouts because... Cause you get a good workout and you take, uh, like you kind of give your your joints a break.
0: Maybe he just likes to swim.
3: So you, what you're saying is P is just a hater, uh, just flat Ch- out.
0: No, Chael P is the greatest content creator <laughs> of our time.
3: I think he's an all time hater. Like he's video- professional at it.
0: Dude, there was a video that Chael put out this week that was. Would you click on a Shavkat yeah. video? And you <laughs> click I on, on it. it, yeah. And you click on it, and it's just him going. I don't even know who I'm talking about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. Is it, is it Rachmanov? Is it Shavkat? <laughs> he definitely knows what it is too. Yeah, he's good, man. Chael's good. He's the best in the game. Best in the game. Um, just two more things that I have. Darren Till uh, kind of blew up in the news because of the. UFC roster watch uh, mm-hmm. Twitter account put mm-hmm. out that he had been released,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and everyone was kind of like, "Whoa, why did you release him?" And he came out and said that he talked with Hunter Dana, and he's just he wants some time off, and he just doesn't want to be tied to a contract. I guess. What do you think? What happens with Darren too? You think he should just write off, or you think he can actually mount a comeback?
0: Come on, Darren.
3: This is for just gonna do this every time. <laughs> All right, Dude, let's just I, get to the cards. No, 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 I, on, no. I'll I I'll give you
0: an answer on what I think Darren should do. Yeah, I yeah. I agree with Drigas that Darren should get his diet under control and go back to one seventy. He
3: could get he could get to seventy,
0: but he would have to to actually be a contender again.
3: You think that's what this is? Maybe. It maybe he's like be. taking the time to get down to
0: yeah. Get on them. Get on them. Nice. You know them shredding down compounds and hop down to 170 real easily and then get back in the pool.
3: Because like he John, is like massive, John like John Jones. Yeah, back swim. He's a big... It's weird because like he's he's big, but it's like he's not big at 185. But he's still big, if that makes any sense. I think it's maybe a strength thing.
0: He's just soft, man.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Um, and I have... One more segment real quick. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any cool music for it, but it's just kind of like a prompt. Dude, just play um, the Blind do Dog's guys- Met-
0: Mets music again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I was watching the Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier fight the other day. And I honestly believe it is the worst commentated fight that I have ever heard. It's really? just absolute blasphemy it's dc and dominic cruz and the whole fight dustin poirier is like really putting it on justin gaethje and all they keep talking about is like oh dustin poirier's gonna gas out dustin poirier's gonna gas out and they never once acknowledged that he's winning the fight and looking great and i just that that led me to think like "What okay, what's once what's, what's a fight that you can think back to that uh had horrible commentary
0: um, well, dude, that's really interesting that you say that about that fight, but I'm going to honestly say that I don't know when a fight has bad commentary because I have to take the commentators word for it for whatever they're saying until afterwards. And then somebody else is like, that was terrible. Sure. commentary." <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> so what have you heard that has been a worst commentator?
0: I'm going to tell you, uh, I've heard DC commentating Blahovich against Izzy
3: oh my god
0: was really bad
3: that was bad yeah that was bad yeah yeah that's I one mean, that i, I think l- was pretty bad. Just, i like dc but sometimes on commentaries i don't know i could never do that job though so i guess we can't we can't be haters
0: um you know the guys commentating patty pimlet versus uh jared gordon they were saying that uh, Jared Gordon was winning. And that was three rounds to Patty, no no doubt, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Clean decision. <laughs> Clean. Clean decision. He was hitting him with crisp left hands. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, and the damage he put on that third round was
3: yeah. pretty
0: intense.
3: I mean, it's just high level. It's yeah. just high level.
0: Yeah. Run it back. Dude, speaking of high level, though, I got to shout out somebody. Oh, go for it. Jordan Levitt.
3: That was really nice. Dude, I, for Jordan, I picked Leavitt him to get win. A knock, yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't that expecting exciting. that at all.
0: Dude, I was stoked for him. I really was. Because I, w- I wanted him to beat Patty. And I was getting, I don't know, sure. I, was st- I was starting to think he could do it, like leading up to it. And not that he couldn't, because, I mean, he just didn't, but he still could. Um,
3: yeah. I mean, he gave him problems, too. Like, there was, you know, there was some good scrambles. It wasn't like he washed him out. Yeah, but he, he just got you know, caught.
0: And he, you're going into a war zone over in Patty's land.
3: Yeah,
0: the yeah. land of you know cheeky Nando's,
3: cheeky Nando's,
0: peri peri chips.
3: I mean, you guys have something in common. You both hate uh, British people, so. dude.
0: I I feel that though. When when he's talking about it, I hear myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you felt it hand or you felt it firsthand. I felt like I was speaking through him. Yeah, maybe you were. He's maybe a smart guy, though. He's way smarter it, than me. No, Jordan's way smarter like the than
0: kids me. Kids say, "Yeah, hey Jordan, man, don't." Don't discredit yourself. He reads a lot, man. I don't read at all. Okay.
3: <laughs> 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 but, ups. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. If you want to just hop on, jump in. into these damn picks. Let's get into the pool like John Jones. Oh, um, we can just. What do you want to talk about? The whole card or main card? Because I feel like you know, there's it's a pretty well rounded card. Top give to us, bottom.
0: Give us the card, man.
3: Just give you the card? Yeah. Dude, uh, starting off, we got Esteban Rybovich and Loic Radzibov, which, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, from The Ultimate Fighter. Or I might be mistaken. I hear some beautiful music. Yeah, that's my dad. Sounds good, dude. Yeah, I'm mistaken. Never mind. But, yeah, Loic Radzabov versus Esteban Ripovich. You have any picks? No. (laughs) Damon Blackshear, (laughs) Farid Basharat. Uh, Basharat. uh, Javid's brother. Yeah. He did look good on the contender series. Yeah, you got to go with the Basharat. Yeah, the Basharat brothers. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Penne versus Tabitha Ricci. I'm I'm going going Baby Shark. I'm going Baby Shark. I'm going Baby Shark. shark. (laughs) do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we talked about this one earlier Because mm-hmm. I like Mana Martinez But Cameron Simon is a hard fight
0: Yeah I'm going Cameron Simon I, I like Rodriguez and his his crew
3: I really want to pick Mana Because like I feel like when he's on He's on But he kind of Pick him Yeah I'm picking him I'm going with Mana by upset I do like Cameron though So who knows? Yeah, um, I'm going. And then me. this guy, pretty uh, pretty controversial guy. This guy, Ian Machado Gary. Versus Why is he song... controversial? because uh, he kind of just makes him like controversial. He just repeats things that Conor McGregor says, and it's kind of like his whole shtick.
0: So you're wait, wait, wait. You're just saying you're annoyed by Ian Gary, and that's what's calling him controversial.
3: uh if that's how you want to put it. Then Dude, we can get, go book with him that.
0: on the show. I'm not annoyed by Ian Gary at all. I want to. I want to talk to him. He's he's an inspiring young man. He and he's super Irish. I like the Irish, but not the British. Yes, I mean, you need to, <laughs> do you need to make me say it? I like the but, Irish. Yeah, but honestly,
3: no, I am. I'm picking Ian Gary in that fight. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: So this was a complete waste of time.
3: Exactly, I was just messing with you On to the next one, Julian Marquez <laughs> Versus Marc-Andre Barriol I think this is insulting that he's not a favorite I'm going Marc-Andre <sighs> I'm going Julian Marquez, man Nice
0: it's Good thing we're not the watching Cuba. this card together
3: The Cuban Missile Crisis uh, Vivian Araujo Versus Amanda Hibas. Amanda Hibas. Amanda Hibas. This is kind of interesting because uh, Alexa Grasso was fighting for the title later in the card. Her last fight was against Vivian. And a lot of people said that she won. The Vivian won. Yeah. So I wonder how, like if she's going to try, you know, make a Grosso's statement.
0: Grasso's last fight's co- controversial decision?
3: Yeah, it was against Vivian. Ooh, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I thought she finished her. No, no, no. That that was the fight before. I think she maybe she fought uh, Joanne Calderwood. What? But uh, I think so.
0: Grosso is getting a title fight after
3: fighting Joanne, and then no, she fought. Yeah, she no she... Joanne, and then Vivian. She's on a four fight win streak. Uh, she beat Jung Young Kim, uh, Macy Barber, Joanne Wood, and uh, and Vivian Arujo. Yeah. That's how you get a title a titled fight in this division. In Valentina Shevchenko's division, yes, that's how you Dude, get Dude, that's it. terrible. I mean, I let's wait on that one. I'm not even going to get there yet. But that's I'm I'm going for Amanda Hebus in okay, that fight. Cool. I'm going with Amanda. Uh next one, I'm really excited for this Dricus DuPlessis and Derek Brunson. Okay. This is it. Wait. This is his like <laughs> signature I have to say something. Performance. I have
0: Chris Curtis is mad that he's not on the main card and these guys aren't mad?
3: Well, because they've been on main cards before. They've gotten their money. Chris Curtis has been on main cards. You know what? Now that I think about it, this is Derek's uh, retirement fight. He, has he so said that? that? Is, it's kind of messy. Yeah, he this is his last fight. He said that this is his retirement fight? Yeah, and what a horrible last fight, by the way. Dude, that's not these good guys never. They, these guys never go out on like, uh, maybe they can win this. You know um, they've trained Jesus. together? They have? Yeah. A long time ago. This is yeah. going to be a weird looking fight too. Because they both fight pretty awkward. <laughs> they have like... they, it's, Yeah, it's just like an awkward matchup. But I'm going with Driegu's. I think this is his big win. Not that the other ones haven't been big. But I mean, Derek's number five. You know? Yeah. No, this is, it's he's Drie- been pretty relevant for a Driecus while. It's time. It's Driecus time. Yeah. Yeah, for biggest sure. time, and then this one has me so nervous. Cody Garbrandt versus Trevin Jones. Why are you nervous? Because Cody Garbrandt needs a win bad. But you do? Do you really care? Yeah. Why? I I here, you want to hear my story with Cody Garbrandt.
0: No. <laughs> okay. Next <laughs> yeah, fight. Sure, sure. No, do it.
3: I was like a full on hater when he uh-huh. fought um, TJ. I was okay. full on TJ side. I didn't like Cody at all, uh-huh. and then just like over time. I've come to really appreciate how he fights and what he does and him. Like I've, I've watched interviews and stuff and he he seems like a good dude and it just sucks to get See him like the fall from grace from the Dominic Cruz fight where, I mean, the dude looked like no one has ever looked in a cage before. He looked phenomenal. And then just slowly, 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 slowly like get worse and worse and worse. So I, I'm just pulling for him to get a win. It's a nice spot. You know, it's the prelims headliner. You know, I just right. hope he does it. You uh I was after I said that it's not that interesting of a story. No, I'm you sorry. pulled at
0: my heart a little bit, so that's yeah. Good. yeah. All right, let's go Cody.
3: So you got Trevin Jones, right? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then opening up the main card, Bo Nickel, the prospect versus Jamie Pickett. And
0: you don't like Bo. We've we've made that very known. Of course.
3: <laughs> no, I'm a Bo Nickel fan. Okay. I think I think he's gonna do good. Yeah. All
0: right. Good good luck, Bo. Dude, uh, Jamie. <laughs> it's during, not good luck, like Jamie. Dude, Jamie during media day today uh-huh. hyped me up. Huh. Yeah, and I'm not like I don't I don't you know I don't know Jamie Pickett all that well. Right. At all. But um yeah <laughs> I don't know him at all, but he did hype me up. I I got I got all fired up for Jamie Pickett to to get that. That life changing upset moment. Do I think yeah. it's going to happen? Probably not, because Bo, Nic- Bo Nichols seems like a scary guy.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't I, think I he's say
0: talented. I shouldn't say scary.
3: Yeah, he doesn't seem super scary, no. but w- when he fights, it's like damn. Right, this guy knows it's, something. It's aggressive. Yeah. He's been
0: doing it way longer than other people,
3: and I feel like the the fact that he's been he's mentioned it before too that he's been in the limelight for a while it's not it's not like oh, it's yeah, no. new for him
0: no this is nothing
3: yeah so i think that's a big factor like he's not the lights aren't going to be too bright because he's been on massive stages so
0: since he was young like very young
3: yeah it's gonna be that's an exciting guy to watch out for uh at 85 especially because they, they talked about on ariel too there's not like at the top of 85 there's not like super heavy grappling no um so if he can work on his hands a little more and like really figure out how to get these guys down, uh, I don't know who knows. It could be it could be a real problem.
0: But I think like Drigas versus Bo is a, a scary fight too for Bo. That's
3: in- that's intriguing. Yeah, like yeah. how is he going to adjust when someone is that level? Right. You know we're not not sure yet, but we'll see uh, on Saturday. I mean, also, dude, you got. I mean, Hamzat is now saying he's he is a 185-er. Put Bo against Hamza, <sighs> That's a crazy fight. Might as well, dude. Yeah, They they need to just book him already right. against somebody.
0: Somebody. Just, not,
3: yeah. Not, who cares if they're ranked? Any, just get him a fight. <laughs> Could somebody get that man a fight? Yeah, dude. It's ridiculous. Uh, Next fight, Matej Gamrot, Jalen Turner. I'm you so hyped got, for this fight. You already
0: got my pick with Jalen Turner.
3: I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm more excited. For, I like Dan Hooker. I, I like Dan Hooker. But this is a way more exciting fight, I think.
0: It's just more exciting because it gets Jalen to the top quicker.
3: Yeah, it's like this is a bigger matchup for him for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Let's go, Jalen. What a tough matchup though, man. He's gotta man. Yeah, he's gotta look sharp. Um, Dude,
0: it is a crazy tough matchup. Like people forget like <laughs> right before uh Gamera got beat by Benil. You look at look at Gamrot's stats. Like his record is insane.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look at um how good Armin looked last fight. Right. And this dude had like a you know, he beat Armin. He had a, a, a super impressive against. It's it's hard to look impressive against Armin Saruki. Yeah. Is my point. So that's gonna be a good one. And then Jeff Neal versus uh. I don't know if his first name is Shevkot. I don't know if his last <laughs> name is Rachmanov. <laughs> Shevkot Rachmanov. This guy's
0: not I, doing a good job on his social media.
3: Yeah. We went over it, though. We got Jeff Neal. Take um, him. Take Jeff Neal. Take him. Why not? Uh, and then Komen. Valentina Shevchenko, Alexa Grasso. I'm calling Alexa Grasso. He's going to upset. Valentina and Valentina is one of my favorite fighters.
0: You really think it's going to happen this time? I was thinking Aaron's going to upset <sharp> Valentina.
3: I think she could upset Valentina, but that's not the fight happening right now. I think Alexa has
0: think-
3: all the tools and the experience. Like she spent the right amount of time in the organization. She's improved every fight, um, and she's Mexican.
0: She is. This is the year of the Mexicans.
3: Yeah, I mean, three they, I three Mexican champions? How sick would that be?
0: I think it's super cool. Um, and mean, you do a
3: massive card in Mexico?
0: Brendan Moreno leading the whole yeah. pack. I love it. Dude. I love it. But at the same time, I think Valentina gets through her and Aaron Blanchfield gets Valentina.
3: The, I, I mean, that also very possible. Yeah, I Valentina is a freaking right. killer.
0: Yeah, I think she's going to be bringing her A game this time because of... Uh, for for her, her poor performance against Tyler Santos.
3: Yeah. That's a huge possibility. I'm just I'm rooting for Alexa to I don't know, pull something off. Did you hear her on uh, the MMA hour by any chance? Valentina? Yeah. Yeah, that she said Aaron's not what is it? She's not there yet or something she's, like that. She
0: said she's a little puppy dog or something. Yeah. Dude kinda okay, disrespectful. But, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Valentina training in Japan. For this fight, oh yeah, living living with sumo wrestlers. <laughs> she's prepared, my friend. She's she does that been...
3: every camp, you know that she trains <laughs> like in a different place in the world. Yeah, for sure. But like, so
0: cool. It's so crazy to be like, okay, so uh, how are you prepared to take on Alexa Grass?" She's like, ah, uh, I've been living with sumo wrestlers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, she's next level, dude. I.
0: Uh,
3: she's next level. <laughs> uh, and then. The big one. The big boys. big boys! John Jones. John Jones' heavyweight debut mm-hmm. against Cyril Bungamine Gain. Gone.
0: <laughs> what or
3: what does he call him? Cyril? serial, Surreal. That's how he says it. Surreal gone. Oh, it is surreal. Um, that's how uh, chill says it. Dude, I got John. You got John? I know you don't.
0: Yeah, I know you don't, and that's okay. We're not going to be watching it together. I'm not even going to be watching it. So, <laughs> But I've got John.
3: Yeah, I've been like mulling over this for the last couple of weeks, kind of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I'm going to commit, I'm going to go cereal and just, I'll eat my words if not, but I feel like you can do it. You'll eat your cereal?
0: Uh,
3: <laughs> wow. That was so bad that I think we can just end. <laughs> no I think that's no,
0: it <laughs> Don't do this to me again
3: <laughs> Keep ending the show on yeah, you No <laughs> Wait
0: um, I uh, think John Is gonna put on a world of hurt It's gonna be a violent performance I hope it's an exciting fight also. It will be It's going to be I promise Yeah You can't promise that I'm not even gonna be watching it It doesn't matter what yeah. I say
3: <laughs> You're a non-factor.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be at a wedding in front, like, with 500
3: people. It's a big ass wedding. It's way too big. Yeah, there's not even 500 people going to this fight, dude.
0: They're trusting me holding the rings. Huh. I know.
3: It's interesting.
0: Yeah, they shouldn't do that.
3: Yeah. Hmm. It's an odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <an> odd choice. <laughs> it's like, what made you go? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, Are you the you're the best man though? Yeah, that's nice. Mm. You have to speech and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Wow. Giving a speech on Friday night. I, I I've had a few ideas that uh, I could start my speech off with <laughs> that would uh, uh-huh. probably get me kicked out of being able to come back on Saturday uh-huh. so I could watch the fights Saturday night. Oh,
3: playing I, tricks. I like
0: to. I'd like to be able to run them by you, but I can't.
3: We could do it off air. <laughs> yeah,
0: we could do it off air. <laughs> it's
3: not for the show. We're, uh...
0: Yeah, some of them would not go over well. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: we're family friendly here, you know, <laughs> yeah. at a fighting chance.
0: But, um, <laughs> but, um, dude, this has been a lot of fun. Still, still flying yeah. high from Steven Peterson. Please, everybody, go check out uh, Stephen Peterson's uh, his YouTube channel, Ocho TV, which is a really awesome channel. I was checking it out and also go check out his uh his son uh what, what's the name of the channel so come on help me out
3: man. uh i believe it was <laughs> kison or uh cool kid named kison or something like that yeah cool kid i'll named I'll, I'll put it up i'll please. i'll put it up on the screen please. but more so importantly can... more importantly than all that we'd love
0: to thank you for tuning oh. in to a oh. fighting chance how and, sweet uh, and yeah seriously uh please like subscribe ring the bell for notifications share with your friends your family and take care thank you
3: dude thank you for these sick riffs jerry i mean (laughs) just so sick peace